Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. So back in August of 2020, a bipartisan support established the, through the United States Commission on Civil Rights, established the Commission on the Social Status of Black Men and Boys. And this is a truly bipartisan commission with people on this commission of names you might hear, whether you're a Republican, you've probably heard of Jack Brewer and Larry Elder. If you're a Democrat, you've heard of uh, Reverend Al Sharpton. Of course, Hakeem Jeffries is on this commission. And also on this commission is Commissioner Tom Koklaw, who in his real day job is the Director of Field Management Programs for the United States Equal Opportunity Commission. He's also a commissioner on this Commission on the Social Status of Black Men and Boys. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, Karen. How are you doing today? I am great, thank you. So I know that your real full-time job is managing all of the EEOC offices around the country. But when you're not doing that job, you're serving on this commission. Talk about the purpose. I know it was established in August of 2020. Just kind of talk about the purpose of the commission and how things are going with, with, the, with the commission. Okay. Well, the purpose of the commission is, is one, is to look at those social ills uh, that are affecting black men and boys. Um, I just like to basically quote something that, uh, commissioner, uh, Wilson, who is the chair of our commission stated, uh, she's also Congresswoman Wilson from Florida, um, that we're looking at the social disparities that affect uh, black males in America and to try to address those problems. And what we're really trying to focus on is, uh, because we know that it, in the U S, uh, that there's a disproportionate amount of, uh, black and Brown, people uh, incarcerated. And we're trying to make sure that we can come up with those uh, solutions to interrupt the school to prison pipeline. And how do we improve the lives uh, of black men and boys? And also how do we improve improve the interactions uh, of all folks in America? And so how many times have you all met since forming in August of 2020? And I see that you have already published your first very lengthy report on how things are going with the commission and some of your results. Okay. Uh, we meet quarterly. Um, you know, I'm hopeful that, you know, we'll meet, start meeting a little bit more than that, but right now we meet quarterly. Uh, we also have uh, roundtables at those meetings and uh, they're very informative, you know, with different groups coming out to speak. Uh, the other thing that uh, I urge all your listeners to do is that when we do meet, um, you know, it is, you know, published, uh, you know, open forum, and that uh, can be viewed on YouTube. Um, the meetings are live. And so talk about what some of the things that you have learned on what is going on. I mean, you correctly stated that the level of imprisonment is is disproportionately too high for black men and boys. I know that you are looking at employment rates and, and hourly wages and um, all the justice and civil rights, education, housing, labor and employment, health and health care. What are some of the findings that uh, have you've learned from being on this commission? Well, as, as you mentioned, we have five uh, subcommittees, uh, which is justice and civil rights, education, housing, labor and employment, and health and health care. 
Um, I sit on the labor and employment. I can't uh, imagine why and- being an expert in labor and employment <laughs> since 1998 working at the EOC. They're lucky to have you there. There you go. Well, it, it's good to uh, to be on that committee um, and some very, you know, very interesting folk on the committee. And some of the things that, you know, that I think that's very interesting, especially if you read our, you know, the annual report, you know, that when you think about the black male, you know, black males being unemployed in America, you know, it costs about $50 billion per year. And that study came from the Center for Economic Policy. Uh, some of the other things that we may or may not, you know, know uh, or th- even think about, um, some of those things that happened way back when that have an impact on the lives of people today. Uh, I use, for instance, uh, when Social Security was first found, founded in 1935, uh, you know, it was actually founded, you know, with the intent to help uh, America rec- uh, recover from the crash of 1929. Unfortunately, uh, people were left behind uh, in, you know, in that recovery. And those people who were left behind were people of color. And the reason for that is because um, there were specific exclusions uh, inside that, that bill that became law. And some of the exclusions were people who worked on the farm and people who worked, uh, you know, as housekeepers doing domestic work. And the 65% of those workers were black. We're so talking- they did not get Social Security talking to Thomas Koklaw, who is the Director of Field Management Programs at the EEOC. He's also on the commission that was formed for um, the Commission on the Social Status of Black Men and Boys. So to the everyday listener out there who sees on the news, you know, you see the crime, you see the issues, you see the concerns, what can the everyday citizen do to help support your mission, support, I mean, we all have the same goal of success in society for all society. What can the average person do? Get involved. You know, I, I know in the community that I, I live in, uh, I was impressed by one, one teacher. Um, she had a student who was living with his grandmother. The grandmother passed away. He had nowhere to go. This teacher, in essence, ad- ad- adopted the kid and reached out to the community to say, help me support this kid. And the community has, you know, rallied around, you know, with donations and things like that to do just that. Uh, what can we do in America? If you're an employer, look for those opportunities uh, to hire black men and boys. I'm not saying, you know, to, you know, specifically target anyone for hiring based on race, but look for opportunities. Um, you know, uh, as you know, Karen, one of the things we study all the time, diversity and inclusion. Right. Uh, you know, look for those opportunities to include include folk, include folk. Uh, some of the other things is, is that we have to look at is for folk that are coming out of uh, the justice system that have been incarcerated, we need to give opportunities to those folk. And again, um, you know, at the EEOC, we, we say uh, we look at the green factors. You know, uh, how long has the uh, time passed is the uh, reason for, for why a person why they were incarcerated is is it job related consistent with business necessity most of the time those answers are no when when we start thinking about the green factor so what i would say to employers give people an opportunity uh, to to contribute and to give back Um, but again the biggest thing that i can say that we all can do is just that get involved stay involved in the lives of you know of everyone but again on the commission i'm serving on right now it's about black men and boys. 
again, $50 billion a year because of black men and boys who are not employed. Let's, instead of, you know, spending that $50 billion a year for something else, let's look at the $50 billion of getting people employed. Well, uh, and that's why, again, I love what I do, equal employment opportunity. I love what you do, too, because I do the same thing. So we love equal employment. And unfortunately, DEI has gotten has just gotten completely, I think, um, a bad narrative. It's gotten hijacked by extremes. And so I I hope we bring it back to center of understanding what that really means. I know that you said the thing about getting involved and believing in people. uh, Supreme Court Justice Ketanji Brown Jackson said when she was being confirmed that she mentioned a teacher who took her to Harvard for some debate or something. And she named the teacher and she said, she believed in me. And so I believed in myself. And she still remembered that opportunity that uh, somebody re- recognized that now Supreme court justice Katanji Brown Jackson was somebody that had this great potential and, and worked with her real quick before we go, I do want to mention about background checks. Yesterday we had on the show, a man um, from Higher Calling who talked about people recovering from addiction and employment of those individuals as well. And I know that our General Assembly is looking at employing people, making sure people have employment opportunities out of the uh, out of prison. For example, if they have a record, you know, employers can conduct background checks. I encourage employers to conduct background checks, but sometimes they see on a record that oh, well, this person got convicted of a DUI or this person has a drug charge, and they immediately throw that person to the side just briefly put on your eeoc hat and tell employers what they should be doing when they see something like that okay well as you stated employers can do background checks my belief is do background checks when you need to if you get 100 applicants don't do a background check on 100 applicants think about who are you going to hire again as we talked earlier about the green factors you know looking at is the reason why the person was you know incarcerated is it job related to the job that you want them to perform how long has it been since the time uh has passed between when the you know uh, alleged crime was committed uh and and now uh and you know to me the thing is is just again making sure that you give those opportunities just don't uh immediately cancel people out uh the other thing that an employer has to be careful of and that is um we do that little thing called systemic investigations. Yes. <laughs> and with our systemic investigations to make sure that uh, a neutral, supposedly neutral decision does not turn into something that what uh, disproportionately affects a group of individuals. Uh, and sometimes when you're over screening, overly screening on background checks, you can do just that. As I stated, um, in America, the people who are incarcerated at the higher rates are black and brown people. And so when you start doing uh, serious screening, guess who you're screening out? Black and brown people. And that can happen during the application stage. And so you're you're screening all these people out before you even give them an opportunity to be interviewed, to, to rise up as the top candidate, and then do your conditional background check to determine if really it's a no-go for from a legitimate, non-discriminatory reason. Well, Tom, I could literally talk to you all day. We are out of time. I thank you so much for joining us. Tom Kochlaw, who was on the Commission for the Social Status of Black Men and Boys. You can find out more information at usccr.gov, and you can watch the YouTube on YouTube your meetings and stay up to date on your most latest report. I thank you so much, Tom. Hey, have a great day, Karen. Thank and you. And I hope you win. I know. Yes, 1.1 billion. 
Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.